2: You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you.
0: This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook.
2: And 30 day trial. It's time for Peter Greenberg Worldwide with America's number one travel news journalist. The world, the and now, the man who travels over 400,000 miles each year, your travel detective, Peter Greenberg.
0: Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here, and welcome to the podcast that's done from a different location around the world every single week. One day Canada, the next day Thailand, then New York, London—you just never know. This week we come to you from Breckenridge, Colorado. You know, we talked about you know how Breckenridge has changed and how the, the region has changed. Well, one of the ways it's changed is well, just the just the beer. How about that? We've gone from, I just remember when they, they they never distributed Coors outside of Colorado when I first came here. And people would come here. Air Force One, when Nixon was president, would actually make an, an unscheduled stop in Denver so that the press corps, the White House Secret Service, and the presidential staff could pick up cases of Coors to take it back to Washington because it wasn't sold outside the state. Well, all that's changed and telling us about what's going on is Katie Coakley calling in from Edwards, Colorado. If you want to know where that is, a little bit outside of Vail. If you want to know where that is, it's about an hour from where we are right now in Breckenridge. Hi, Katie.
2: Hey, Peter. How you doing?
0: Are you at a bar? (laughs) I might be. Oh, my God. All right. So should I ask, you know, you you heard my introduction. I mean, there's all sorts of beers now here.
2: Absolutely. Colorado is one of the top producers of craft beer in the country. And we might get in a fight as to whether or not we're – better or more than Oregon but we're definitely one of the top producers and while Coors and Coors Banquet is still a very popular beer we've got a lot more going on now.
0: All right when you say so many beers how many are we talking about?
2: More than I can count because there's always new beers coming out and there are new breweries popping up like mushrooms. I mean every week can see as many one two three new breweries opening up just about every week so it's a huge business in Colorado now.
0: But, Katie, a lot of them have very limited distribution, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know what that means.
2: you got to go straight yeah, I mean, to the stores.
0: you got Ah. So, okay, so let me ask you, where do you hang these days to get the beer that you want that's, the, like, the, in your book, the coolest beer in town?
2: Well, honestly, Breckenridge has a brand-new brewery they opened about a year ago. It's called Broken Compass, and they are doing some amazing beers, and they're just kind of one of the flagships in Summit County um, as... They're one of the examples of the fact that, you know, five, six years ago there was two breweries. Now there's six. So Broken Compass is probably one of my favorites when I'm in Breckenridge. I always stop off and have at least a pint.
0: (laughs) And are you having a pint right now?
2: (laughs) No, sir, I'm not. I'm working. But you know what? As soon as I'm done, I will definitely be having a local beer.
0: And what kind of local beer would that be?
2: Bonfire. Over here in Eagle County. Why Bonfire? because it's one of my favorite beers. They have a lot of different choices, and it's always tasty. It's consistent.
0: So is there a point where you've reached the point of diminishing returns and there are just too many breweries?
2: You know what? I don't think we've hit that bubble yet. Um, We're actually approaching the point where it used to be in the 1800s where every neighborhood had a local pub that was producing its own beer. And we haven't hit that point yet. Um, And once we do, I don't don't know that we're going to, you know,
1: Hit that button. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Howard Radio, clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh?
0: Joining me now is uh, a man whose name might sound familiar to you, but no, he did not marry Elizabeth Taylor, not I'm this right. gentleman. But he is the mayor of Breckenridge, John Warner. How are you, sir?
3: I'm good, Peter. Thank you. And you've lived here, what, 34 years? Yeah. That's right. What brought you here first? Well, my wife and I had our first date here in 1969, and
0: we just well you, you didn't answer an ad saying, please come to Breckenridge and have a
3: date. Uh, no, I skied here a lot as a kid. There it the comes, 60s. okay. Uh, so you are up here skiing. been skiing here since 1962, and uh, our ski club from Denver came up here in the late 60s, and my wife was on the bus, and we started uh, dating. Well, you've seen all the changes here. You've seen the growth. Yep. But it's really still a small town. Oh yeah.
0: How many people? About forty-five hundred. Well, that's what was it when you were here thirty-four years ago? Uh, when I
3: moved here, it was about thirteen hundred. So it's almost triple. It has almost tripled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you handle it? Yeah, but we're approaching that kind of comfortable. carrying. at capacity. that point of diminishing returns. Yep, I think so. Can you manage the growth then? We're doing our best. Uh, you know, the the use of the automobile is probably the one of most one of the most difficult things to manage. Uh, parking is at a premium. People circle the town looking for the next best parking place. So we have a fair amount of congestion 20, 25 days of the year. How do you fix that? Well, we're um, kind of pitching the idea to our citizens to build a parking garage that's in keeping with the size of Breckenridge. It'll only be one story tall, but it'll go down two stories. Um, we're also, And you have a height measurement requirement? Yes, we do, 26 feet in the historic center of town and um, we're contemplating enhanced bus service so people can get on a bus every 10 minutes instead of every 30 or 40 minutes.
0: Now, when you're not working as the mayor, you're a dentist. Yep, you got it. So uh, I have a
3: problem with that. (laughs) No, but here's my question for you. Explain the tooth fairy to me. Well, the tooth fairy is something I started in the mid-'80s. I'm a dentist. You know, I hand out toothbrushes. I see a lot of kids. I was invited to uh, participate in the Halloween carnival, and I thought, you know, just going in a... Normal smock for my dental office is kind of boring, and so I cooked up the Tooth Fairy outfit, did it for at least 15, 18 years, um, and then they stopped having the Halloween carnival about five years ago, so I haven't uh, been able to go to the Halloween carnival. I still wear it. Wait, wait,
0: you're your own special carnival now. You still have the uniform. What are you talking about?
3: I have three of them, actually. You have three, two, three. Yeah. Why three? Um, you got a backup? I have a backup. I have gotten bigger in my aging process. <laughs> uh, and I have some wonderful staff who have made me different pieces over the years. Okay, tell me the truth. Have you ever skied with the outfit on? Absolutely. You uh, didn't? I, I've skied many times. Uh, there used to be a gr- wonderful uh, bump contest here for free heel skiers or telemark skiers. And I uh, won the costume of the day several times. And, uh, <laughs> and it really kind of depended on how much of the outfit I was wearing. When people come to visit you,
0: friends from out of town, I always ask this question. What's the one thing that they're not expecting to see
3: that surprises
0: them in Breckenridge?
3: Um, They're surprised at the level of amenities. We have a fabulous recreation center. We've got a hockey rink. Uh, Most small towns don't have the amenities we have. We have a Riverwalk Center. We have two uh, orchestras in the summer that play. Uh, We've got a lot of things going on in this town.
0: And who makes up the orchestra?
3: Well, one orchestra is called the National Repertory Orchestra, the NRO, and they're made up of college students who would like to become professional musicians. They're working on advanced degrees, et cetera. And the other is a true professional orchestra, the Be- Breckenridge Music Festival. And these are people that play eight months out of the year with uh, name orchestras around the country, Cleveland, New York. But in the summer, they come back. They, in the summer, they
0: love coming up here. And let's talk about the summer because you're not just a ski town.
3: Right. Um, that has to have surprised you over the years when you see the number of people visiting Breckenridge in the summer. Oh, yeah. You know, the the motto used to be, I came for the skiing, I stayed for the summer. And uh, more and more people just love it up here in the summer. See, I would come and say, I came for the summer, feh, on the skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Some people do that. It's pretty hard to live up here if you don't ski or play with the snow. Well, there's playing with the snow. Yeah. You know, you, you get a four-wheel drive
0: and you do the best you can. Or snowmobile or Snowmobiling, something. right. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, there's apres ski. You don't have to ski to do apres ski. No, no. I do apres ski pretty well. See, what I do is I get a big, phony cast on my leg. (laughs) And then I go up to the bar and get a lot of sympathy drinks.
3: It works every time. (laughs) You've done it, too, haven't you? Yes. You didn't. I've had slings on my arms, and, boy, people start buying you drinks.
0: (laughs) That's spoken by John Warner, the mayor of Breckenridge. He's got the scam down. All right.
4: There you go. Keep that going. This is flight 372 on SWA. The flight attendant's on board serving you today. Teresa in the middle, David in the back. My name is David, and I'm here to tell you that. Shortly after takeoff, first things first, there's soft drinks and coffee to quench your thirst. But if you want another kind of drink, then just holler. Alcoholic beverages will be $4. If a Monster Energy drink is your plan, that'll be $3. and you get the whole can. We won't take your cash. You got to pay the plan.
0: Audible.com has more than 150,000 titles and virtually every genre. So check it out for yourself. Sign up today at wwwaudiblepodcastcom travel today to get a free audiobook and 30 day trial. You know, 25 years ago, the only thing you'd heard about Colorado was Queer's beer. And uh, life has changed. Uh, the, the, the craft brewing industry has exploded but also the craft spirits industry has exploded as different state laws have changed and everybody and, uh, well, just about everybody can can actually make stuff. Now, normally you wouldn't think of Colorado as a headquarters for vodka or even single malt, but they're doing it. And joining me now, the assistant master distiller of the Breckenridge Distillery. Yes, they have one right here. Jordan Stilo, how are you, man?
1: Doing well, how are
0: you? I'm doing fine. I mean, you heard what I just said in the intro. I mean, who would have thought vodka in Breckenridge locally made? five ten years ago right who knew who knew now how are you making
1: it uh well we're making it out of 100 percent sweet corn and we're using no potatoes no potatoes really to popular leaf. it can be made out of potatoes but vodka can actually be made out of pretty much anything you can make alcohol out of
0: don't tell me that i'll go do it <laughs> <laughs> so so sweet corn mm-hmm. wow so what does it taste like
1: uh, well, the actual definition of vodka is a, is a odorless, flavorless spirit, so it doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. But the water that we're fortunate enough to have here in Breckenridge, uh, it's very mineral-rich coming off the mountains. It's got a lot of uh, calcium manganate, a lot of manganese. It's going to give uh, a nice mouthfeel to it, so it's going to be smooth, and round, uh, and a very light, sweet finish to it. And how long does it take you to actually create one of those bottles? To create one of those bottles, well, so we're going to start with the fermentation and the fermentation, uh, well, conversion rather, in our mash kettle. And that's using enzymes to uh, transfer starches, turn them into sugars.
0: And now you know why I failed chemistry, but continue. <laughs>
1: and uh, once we get those sugars out of the starches, we're going to, we're going to uh, put them in our ferment, add the yeast and some nutrients, sit there for about four or five days while that yeast eats those, those sugars and turns them into alcohol. Then from there, this is what kind of separates brewing from distilling. We'll put it into our still. And what distillation is is separation by temperature. So that yeast is going to create a lot of different alcohols during the fermentation. And through distillation and uh, manipulation of boiling points, we can separate which alcohols we want out of there. And voila. Well, from there, it comes out at about 190 proof alcohol, which is very high, uh, very high amount of alcohol. And... um, gonna You can't drink that. Well, you, you could. You could. You're going to get drunk real quick, which <laughs> I don't judge. But from there, we're going to use our, our, our nice mountain water, the snowmelt water. And we kind have. of dilute it a little bit. Yep. We're going to dilute it down to 80 proof. Then we'll filter that, throw it in the bottle, and uh, cap it up, sell it to you. Okay. And that entire process takes how long? Um, We could probably get it all done in just under a week, but or excuse me, just under a week and a half, two weeks. But uh, all in all, we've got a lot more things going on. We've got a few products that we make, so it may sit there for a little a bit, little bit once longer it, once it reaches because a, then, a stable be, point. Be,
0: because then there's the whiskey. Of course. And what are you doing different with that? Our whiskey don't is... Don't say sweet corn.
1: It is uh, yellow corn. No! Uh, with uh, with We've got a high rye mash bill, as well as we add a little bit of malted barley that really helps with some enzymatic activity. And how do you age it? uh we age in american white oak it's got to be virgin barrels we age them for anywhere from 3 to 7 years um and then and how, long, how old is the distillery uh the distillery's been we've been distilling since 2010 so we got a few more years to go before you start giving me the whiskey no no so we've no. Been, we've been sourcing some of our product from uh from kentucky um and outside where a lot of the majority of the whiskey's coming from and then we're adding we're blending with some of the actual whiskey that we've made Uh, here in Breckenridge. But the stuff you're doing totally here in Breckenridge, we have to wait for a little. Right now, we're aiming for about 2019 for a full release of of our bourbon.
0: So do I get invited back for that? Of course. Of course. You're always welcome. (laughs) Okay. And if you have the 190 proof, let me know about that, too. Yeah. Jordan Steele from the Breckenridge Distillery. Who knew? And how old? The distiller's only, what, six or seven years old, right? Uh, Riding
2: along now. My baby beside me at the wheel
1: bruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go
0: As many of you know, I don't show up in any town, city, village, or metropolis without at least making an attempt to go to the one place I know that knows everything, that they're the best source of information. That's the fire station. That's the firehouse. Why is that? Well, the, fire, the firefighters have been in everybody's house. They've been in everybody's restaurant. They've been in everybody's hotel. Uh, they know a lot. And they also can also tell you every once in a while where not to go. Um, and uh, Breckenridge is no exception of that. We're joined today by the Fire Chief of Breckenridge, Colorado, Jim Keating. Welcome, see- welcome sir. Thank you. And you've been here how many years now?
5: <clears throat> I've been here just about it, three years.
0: Yeah, but don't let that fool you. How long have you been a fireman? <clears throat> 35 years. Okay, so you can stay on the show. It's okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> what's special about Breckenridge for you? <clears throat> and also, what's, as a firefighter, what's challenging?
5: Um, first, what's special, um, the climate, um, the friendly people, um, I came from Kansas originally, and it's a completely different culture change here. And as Wars, I like to say, you're not in Kansas anymore. That's correct, completely. Um, people are very, very friendly. I love the climate. Uh, the climate is great in the summertime, and it's great in the wintertime. A lot of people might question that. But coming from the eastern states where the humidity are, is really high in the, in the southern part of the world to the humidity we don't have the humidity here so in a wintertime here it might be 20 degrees and you can go outside in a short sleeve shirt and shovel the snow and you'll raise a sweat almost so wow it's a it's a huge difference so the climate is perfect to us the year round uh, we can say that easy we live here people might um, question that coming here but um, don't bring a heavy coat bring a jacket um, that's really all you need in the wintertime. sure we have snow days and Colder days, but generally climate is great. And you also have I-70. <laughs> yes. Um, we, we sometimes want to talk about that in the wintertime, and sometimes let's just say that's a challenging event sometime, but maybe worth it to get here. Yeah. So uh, if you can make it up I-70, you have no closures and no delays then you're going to have one hell of a vacation.
0: Okay. So, well, speaking of that, not vacation, but because you live here, what do you guys like to go out and eat? You know, where do you, you know, what's your favorite dive bar?
5: Well, uh, Moe's Barbecue, I think, would probably roll right to the top of the list for the fire department folks. Uh, probably not too far behind that would be Fatty's, which is almost right next door. So you guys are eating healthy. Oh, you bet. You <laughs> bet. How many firehouses did you go into and barbecues not right at the top of the list? Of but, course. Yeah. So
0: if you're looking for a firefighter here in Breckenridge, just go to Moe's. True.
5: If, yes. if the alarm
0: isn't off, they're they're, they're they're eating.
5: Yes. Yes.
0: When people visit Breckenridge, because you're 9,000 feet up. Yes. Right? So they're not accustomed to the altitude, right? I'm sure a lot of your medical calls are because of that.
5: Very, very many of them are.
0: People don't hydrate enough, do they?
5: No. They do not. That, and they try to do too much within the first day that they're here. Uh, and that would be true in the winter and the summer, both. Uh, instead of taking it easy, if you're coming out here to ski, and doing the easier slopes the first day, that's that's really, 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 really smart. Many people want to go all the way to the top the first day and come down, and that's when we all have problems. Likewise, in the summertime, uh, particularly this summer, I've noticed We've had uh, many uh, incidents with hikers and basically the, uh, the mountain biker folks. And they come from a lower elevation and come out and try to mountain bike up at 9,000 feet. And um, it doesn't work so well sometimes. Um, exactly. Uh, using moderation, when you, particularly your first day here.
0: So it's not even a seasonal uh, difference. It's, you're up at 9,000 feet. No matter what time of the year you are, you still have to hydrate. Sure. Sure. What's the other thing that people forget about when they come up here?
5: Um, Basically, do things in moderation until you uh, learn that we have less oxygen here. So everything's going to become harder. When you're hiking, your legs start to feel like they become rubber. Uh, So do it in moderation. Stretch, exercise a little bit before you go out and try to do the heavy-duty skiing or hiking or biking.
0: And alcohol in moderation. Completely.
2: Hello and welcome to Alaska Flight 438. We'd like to tell you now about some important safety features of this aircraft. The most important safety feature we have aboard this plane is the flight attendants. Please look at one now.
0: You if you ask most people here, not everybody, but if you ask most people here, are you from Breckenridge, the answer is, well, currently. And my next guest qualifies for that because he's a Dallas boy, but he's been here for quite a while. Todd Nelson, restaurant owner.
4: How are you, man? I'm great, Peter. How are you? I'm doing fine. Now, you came up here, what, because your brother was up here? My brother was up here, and... Uh, so we, he forced you to come? Uh, I wouldn't call it forcing, but uh, I did follow and you opened up some restaurants. Yes, we did. What did you know about
0: the restaurant business?
4: Uh, I've been doing it for 33 years now, so I cut my teeth on it in Dallas. And what kind of restaurants in Dallas? I was working mainly Italian, and early early career some uh, larger concept restaurants. Okay, so here you are in Breckenridge. What's the first restaurant you opened? Uh, we started with Jim Petro's Pizzeria. Because you started with what you knew. Yes. It was Italian. Exactly. Yeah, it sounded like it would be easy. Was it thin-slice pizza? Thin-slice New okay. York style. Okay, now we're talking. Okay.
0: Yeah. You, I, you can't even eat that Chicago stuff. I'm sorry. I'm right. a thin-slice guy. You still doing it? Oh, yeah, still doing it. All right, so here's the question. How many restaurants are there in Breckenridge right now?
4: Uh, 76. But who's counting? <laughs> exactly. 76 restaurants in a town oh, yeah. that has
0: how many people in it?
4: Uh, 3,500 full-time residents. That's outrageous. Yeah. Unbelievable. All
0: right, so I have to ask you this question. I know you got a couple of restaurants now, mm-hmm. but let's put those
4: on hold for a second. Where do you go out to eat? Where, where, do, do, you ha- where do you hang? And, <laughs> uh, no, you can't mention your restaurant. I'm not going to mention mine. No. You know, there's some great restaurants in Breckenridge. I, I love going over to Relish and having dinner there. Why? Uh, they're Colorado-inspired cuisine. Um, what at, is Colorado-inspired cuisine? You know, we've, bison? Bison. We've got See, bison. See, I got bison. bison. Okay. Yep, yep. So you know we're using they're using local ingredients. And what does bison taste like? Don't say just like chicken. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a very lean protein. it's, it's got a nice uh, kind of irony flavor to it that's similar to beef but much cleaner. Okay, so you go over there for the Colorado inspired cuisine. Oh yeah. What else? Uh, I'll, I'll head over to Modus and have a cocktail over there. They've got a great drink program over there. So I love a place that calls themselves a drink
0: program, (laughs) like get with the program. Right. Okay. What's the most popular drink they're serving over there?
4: Oh, they, you know, they've got a lot of specialty cocktails, so, uh, I don't know what their most popular is. What's the most popular with you? I'm a martini guy. Really? Oh yeah. Martini's at altitude. I say. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Well, you got to develop, you know. Now, is there a dive you like to hang out at? Um. Occasionally there's a few, but I really wouldn't want to disclose that because then everybody would come. No, no. See, here, <laughs> the purpose of this program is to get people in on this. So oh, give me yeah. just So give me one of them. Come on. You know, Jake's Dive Bar is great. Okay. It's called Dive Bar? Oh, yeah. Really? With the uh, divers, Diver Down uh, flag out front.
0: Okay. So it's yep. a, I, I get the dive part yep. of it. Yeah. And what makes that place special?
4: You know, They have it's a, a it's, different
0: kind of drinks program.
4: Yeah, it's the uh, Miller High Life program. <laughs> When you're having more than one. But that's not that. Yeah. That's Schaefer. Oh, yeah.
0: Right? That, <laughs> that would is. would like to do the old slogans anytime you want. All right. But remember, Breckenridge is a small place. Uh-huh. So when you're going outside, let's say you're going to go within 20 to 30 miles of here to go hang out. Where would you
4: go? Great. I, I'll go over to Frisco. They've got uh, food heads over there. He's doing a great job with his food there. Um, I even like going over to Vail, having uh, lunch or dinner in Vail. And how long a ride is that from here? Um. You know, if you're moving it, you can get there in about 40, 45 minutes. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. So you make a nice little day trip out of it. It's a little day trip. The kids love it. It's beautiful up there. Are you surprised about the numbers of people coming here now in the summer? It's amazing. It really is. I, I think it's really becoming a almost a year-round destination.
0: You know, every year I do a piece on CBS on unusual places for fall foliage, and Colorado always gets, gets a nod because of the Aspens. Oh, yeah. You know, people think fall foliage has
4: to be New England on the East Coast. It doesn't. No, it doesn't, and and one of the great things about the fall foliage here is that with the altitude, it starts up high, and then you can get weeks and weeks on end of fall foliage. So it's extended. It is it is extended. Most people don't even know that Arizona has fall foliage. I wasn't aware of that, but maybe Aren't, you glad you,
0: stopped, aren't you glad you stopped by? No, yeah. it, it does. You know, it's the cacti. Oh, really? They all turn colors. Beautiful. Yeah. So lots of surprises when you go west of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest surprise about Breckenridge for you when people come to visit you that they're not expecting to find?
4: Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I, you know, What was the biggest surprise for you when you came here that you
0: weren't expecting to find?
4: Oh, wow. You know, the the biggest surprise for me is the, the growth that we've had with our guests coming up here and, and filling out that year-round kind of thing. That's my biggest surprise. There's such a demand for uh, Breckenridge and that product. Right, but I mean, in terms of what you can do here, though. Oh, it's amazing what you can do here. I mean, there's fly fishing, hiking, river rafting, biking. I mean, there's so many things you and can you do. And do you do all those? Uh, some of them. I'm, I'm really not a good fly fisherman. That would make two of us. Yeah. And by, I'm an East Coast guy. If I'm going to spend that
0: much time for the fish, it's dinner. Oh, yeah. And this catch-and-release stuff does not compute with me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're going to spend that much time out there... It's thinner. Oh, yeah. Right? But even if I was a good fly fisherman, and even if I could keep the fish, but I'm not a good fly fisherman. I, right. hook, I hook trees. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. too? Oh, yeah. So I'm really good at that.
2: You've been listening to Peter Greenberg Worldwide. Catch us each week as we broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world.